Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series on Monday. Our show that runs, of course, throughout the weekdays, 9.30am UK time, every single week. To do it, I'm joined by Bailey. How do you mate? You well? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. How are you, Tom? Very good. Thank you, fella. Very good. Chris, how are we doing, mate? We good? Yeah, really good. Thank you, TC. Good morning to you. Enjoy good morning to Bailey. <laughs> Yeah, really good, mate. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, well uh, I'm um, I'm still absolutely fuming about the North London derby decision, mate. Um, furious, absolutely yeah. furious, absolute disgrace. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, mate. Sorry, go on, go on. I won't let it affect me too much. <laughs> I've been so fuming about it. It's Monday now. It's it's a new week. We're focusing on Liverpool now. Hopefully, that's going to go ahead because there's. Rumours circulating that Arsenal are still monitoring the players coming back from uh, their relative illnesses and afflictions. But we'll keep you up to date with that. And of course, you'll be able to follow all the stories over on football.london. Chris, I'm going to start with you, mate. Uh, Artur, uh, the low move for the Juventus midfielder. It took a hit over the last 24 hours. Um, and kind of the expectation keeps on going back and forth. Juventus seem very intent on trying to keep him, especially Massimiliano Allegri. However... Uh, reading in Calcio Mercato this morning um, that the feeling, and this is direct quote from the article, the feeling is that in the end, the deal will go through considering the will of the former Barcelona uh, player and the strong pressure of Arsenal. Where's your head at with this one? How do you, what will's going to break first? Do you think Arsenal will give up and go for someone else? Or do you think Juventus will eventually just abide by the pressure of the player in the club? Well, uh, it's not ideal that it hasn't, managed to to get over the line yet because obviously we know we're in dire need for for midfield reinforcements in particular and we've got obviously another important game coming up on Thursday as it stands so ideally would have liked to you know um, one or two deals over the line in time for that but it is what it is you know we we know these things can take time especially when you know the, the club you're trying to sign a player from is a bit reluctant on their side I think the most important thing for Arsenal now to prevent themselves getting in, into a bit of trouble and, and you know, prevent them from falling into a trap of their own, really, is to communicate with Juventus and make sure that both clubs are on the same page in terms of getting this deal over the line. It, from everything that I've read in the reports, it seems as if the player is, is quite keen to come over and join Arsenal. Um, so now it's just about finding that agreement with Juventus. I mean, it's difficult because obviously they seem quite keen on on getting a replacement for him, and they're reluctant on letting him go until that that replacement's been lined up and it's it's in the works. But by the sounds of it, they're even having trouble of identifying and bringing someone in of their own. So it's um, like I said, it's not ideal, but I think because talks have been going on for a while now, and there's you know the player is keen. Um, it always helps things, and I think eventually, as the the reporters stated this morning, it will probably you know go over get over the line in the end. But um, I just think the the duration of these talks and the way it's sort of just dragged on a little bit isn't ideal. When Arsenal, obviously, like I said, are in such desperate need of of midfield reinforcements, so hopefully something can be done in the end. Um, but it sounds as if we're just relying on Juventus. Um, giving us that final green light. So um, expecting it to drag on for a little while longer, but um, hopefully there's some positive updates to come. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we will be keeping you up to date with all of the latest as and when it drops. I mean, Bailey, do you think Artur is a player that's worth kind of this protracted pursuit? Or do you think Arsenal and Edu should be looking to 
to consider alternatives and bring in someone quicker? Yeah, look, he's a quality player. Don't get me wrong. I think Arto will be a really good signing for Arsenal. It's just that we're at a stage now, we're at a critical stage of our midfield positions. We need answers and we need an immediate answer. And I don't think if Arto's going to drag out to the end of the window, I think we really do need to start looking for alternatives. Maybe a player of more Premier League experience who can come in for six months. Because I think Arto will be an excellent signing in the summer. And I think if a deal was much more simple to complete, which it seemed like it was literally just last week because it looked like a deal was going to go ahead, then I'd be more than happy to take Arthur and take that risk just for the season. But with the difficulties of the deal, we can't really wait to sign a midfielder until the end of January because by that time, we would have Thomas Party, we'd have some midfielders back anyway, but it would just be good to have a midfielder until the end of January and, of course, for the rest of the season. So if Artur is going to take long, it's going to be long negotiations, Arsenal have to play the long waiting game, then I think an alternative is a necessity. But until then, I'd still push for Arthur. Arthur, mm, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I think he's a player that obviously is worth, if we can get him in the door, I think he's... Statistics show his quality. He may not have been having the best of times at Juventus in comparison to previously at Barcelona and prior to that Gremio, but he's a player that we know in the right system can be brilliant. Messi previously describing him as, as kind of a Xavi-style player and, and compared him to the Spanish legend. So he is someone, I think, with the passing and the ability he's got would definitely improve Arsenal. But at the same time, we've only got so long left the window, less than two weeks, I think, now remaining. And, and we need to make sure that we do bring someone in that's going to improve us and not leave us so weak because we know that how quickly things can change with injuries and, and COVID, etc. Um, moving on to kind of if that doesn't then happen, Chris, what kind of names are you looking at? Because we've seen links to the likes of Matthias Fanberg. We've seen Jeannie Wijnaldum talked about. Bruno Gimonash, of course, is a bit of a fanciful option. Yuri Tielemans has recently come up as an option, but looks more so a, a summer kind of move for a player of that calibre. Where do you kind of see this going if we don't manage to secure Arta? Well, it'll be interesting to see what direction we, we head towards. Obviously, I'd like to think the club have some um, backup options. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure they will. You, you mentioned a couple of names there that we've been strongly linked to. Van Berg before Van Eldim's name keeps popping up. Um, but I've also read that he's quite keen on, on staying at PSG and, and proving his, his quality there. So it'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, Bailey made a, a good point just then, maybe looking a bit closer to home, see if there's any uh, sort of short-term or cheap deals we could do for a Premier League player. Although... You know, a lot of uh, the, the Premier League players and midfielders we've been linked to have been top quality and, and uh, will, will cost a lot of money, especially Tielemans, for example. Um, you're looking at at least 50 million, in my opinion, to to, um, to lure him away from the king power. So it, it's a, you, you're already working in a very difficult market in the winter. And as I often say about the January window, players aren't always keen on moving halfway through the season. Clubs are extra um, reluctant to let their key players go, of course, as they look to finish the, the season strongly. So I, it's a it's a matter of Arteta and Edu, the recruitment team, being clever more than anything and, and really thinking carefully about who they're going to go for. I think our tour alone deal until the end of the season is the sort of deal we need to be looking at. Um, and... Regardless if we get him or not, I think that needs to be our strategy this month, trying to get a sort of a top quality um, player on a, on loan until the end of the season. And, um, you know, just see see what we can get done. I think the priority still remains afterwards by, you know, looking at the reports and it still, you know, seems as if there's hope there of getting a deal over the line. And until 
there's more clarity around that matter. I don't think Arsenal's focus will be will be elsewhere. I, I, like mm. I said, I'm sure they'll they'll have backup options. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, the only other midfielder I can think we've been linked with in the in the Prem. Obviously, you've got Basuma at the moment, but there's there's um, interest from from Villa that I've read about. Uh, Douglas Louise, we've been linked with him, Aston Villa central midfielder. So, I mean, there's options out there for us closer to home, but you know, I mean, it's going to be a total different situation in terms of the reality of of getting a deal over the line and also the price as well. I, I can't see Arsenal, you know, especially if we are still talking to Dusan Vlajevic, which seems about well, this has been happening for the last five years. Um, you know. It, it, it's going to be tricky to to sort of get that expensive top quality central midfielder over the line unless things drastically change over the coming days and we're really desperate towards the end of the window. Yeah, it is going to be about kind of where we are and the timings and the availability of certain players as well. People in the chat was asking, why aren't we just kind of going in and signing certain players? Just trying to find the comment that came up earlier on. I mean, Marcus says, if Artur is leaving, why do you think he played at the weekend? Although rumours in his mind seemed his kind of his head was elsewhere during that match. I mean, we've often seen players playing games prior to them leaving. I remember when Oxlade Chamberlain played against Liverpool and then left for Liverpool. So it, it's not exactly uncommon. Um, Tim says, why do you think people think it's so easy to just sign a quality player that will fit us and hit the ground running from another team fighting for their targets mid-season? And I can't answer the question other than video game influence and thinking about it in the sense of FIFA or football manager and how easy it can be to do those deals. Graham says, why don't Arsenal just bid for Svanberg? We have a good relationship with Bologna and he won't cost much. He, is, he would be a much more of a long-term solution. Bailey, what do you think about the alternatives to Arta? I think um, it needs to be a player we've seen play before, like who has experience. As I said, I'd like to have a Premier League player who's had Premier League experience so he can come in and hit the ground running because that's what we need right now. I don't think we need to bring in a player in the January transfer window and try to carry him, let the team carry him. That's not what we need. We need someone to come in and put the team in their back almost. So I've always said I'd love Vijnaldum on loan. I think that's the per For me, Vijnaldum is the perfect deal on loan. Short-term deal, get him in until the end of the season at least and then we can really sign a quality player then because if we do sign a player in January and it's rushed, it's not who we really want. That could affect us in the summer transfer window. I think the summer transfer window is where you sign the real, true quality players. So, for example, if we want Tiedemann, Mans, as Chris mentioned, he'll have, I believe, 12 months on his contract left then and he'll be at a cheaper price. And he's an excellent long-term target. The same fly, which we might not be able to sign him in this window, but the summer window, he'll definitely be available. So, it's like, you have to be careful with the January transfer window. You don't want to panic by it, but at the same time, you do want a player just to come in and hit the ground running. So, rather than going for a player, a player who has potential and he shows promise. I'd rather get a proven player who you know what you're going to get from him. So I'd go with, for me, Feyenoordum is my, my answer. Uh, Braden Haynes says, when will the Vlaovic deal be completed? If we knew the answer to that, I think uh, we'd be a lot richer than we are and <laughs> we'd probably be in the agent world ourselves. Uh, Marcus says, Tom, if we end up with Renato Sanchez, will you promise not to go completely mad? And the answer is obviously no, I don't promise that because I would go completely mad if we start signing Renato Sanchez because injuries, man, why on earth would we go for him? Anyway, um, talking about expensive deals, um, one that wouldn't be so expensive, you can see where I'm going with this, is Jed Spence, uh, Chris. How do you think and uh, what do you think about the links to the Nottingham Forest loanee, of course, on loan from Middlesbrough? Well, uh, it was obviously fantastic against us, which... Um which is typical now we're, we're, we're being linked with him. I can see why we've, we've uh, come away from that game and, um, you know, looked at his, his profile, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
I've, I've mixed messages, really. Um, you'll know this TC, our, our very own Ross Jackson, who works with the fan brand department. He's a, a Middlesbrough fan and he's uh, he's quite critical of him. Um, he and he is. In fact, got... we're going to have an article coming out with Ross's exact words on the player. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's definitely one for the Arsenal fans to keep an eye on. Um, so, you know, because of that and the, the things that I've heard from, from Ross, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence if I'm being honest, but uh, I, from the, the the game against Nottingham Forest, um, I don't want to really look back at it too much because it was a painful one, obviously. But he looked good, you know. He looks he looked young, young talented uh, sort of fullback. He's got a lot of energy, um, good technical quality on the ball as well. Uh, very pacey, um, hard worker. So just based on that game, he sort of has everything that I'd like a player and a fullback in particular to have at Arsenal. And um, obviously there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding some of our right backs at the club at the moment. I know what the situation with Ainsley Metinals is. He's, he's on loan at, at Roma. Does he have a, a future at Arsenal beyond this season? It's very uncertain. Um, you, you'd probably think not. Um, Cedric, He's picked up an injury against Liverpool last week. We don't know how serious that is, if he'll be out for a long time. But even if he isn't, I've still got my doubts around him um, as, a, as a player and the quality that he can offer at Arsenal. But then, actually, um, I thought Callum Chambers done a very good job when he came on last week. So it might turn heads a little bit. Um, could Arteta look towards Chambers a bit more if Tommy Asu, for example, is unavailable for whatever reason? Who knows? He, I think, to be fair um, to, to Callum, he's always done a relatively decent job when he's been called upon at Arsenal. And uh, I think, you know, because Tommy Asu's been brought in over the summer and he's done really, really well, all of a sudden fans almost think, oh, well, yeah, well, he's unavailable. He's, he's out injured. We're doomed. We need another right back for, you know, to, to, to cover him when he's, he's not playing. But actually, um, despite not being a regular in the team and not getting much game time all the, all, every week, for example, Callum Chambers is, you know, is, is done exceptionally well. So um, he's obviously got the attitude. He's got the mindset to focus on his game when he needs to, has Chambers. And I think that obviously fits in with what, Mikel Arteta wants from his players, so don't think we we should be too quick to to overlook Chambers. If I'm if I'm being honest, I think in in the in the near future we, we'll need a, a new right back to come in. Absolutely, but in terms of maybe this month bringing someone else in, uh, perhaps Chambers could do a decent job um, or a good enough job covering Tommy Asu until the end of the season, and then mm. come next summer we can really um, look at new right back options even Spence for example in in the summer um but for me our priorities lie elsewhere especially in central midfield I think he's a player that obviously a lot of people got excited about Bailey when we watched him against Arsenal and absolutely pocket Martinelli um it was one game in which he looked great but we should know better than to judge a player based off one performance uh, and as people will learn from the article that will come out a little bit later today with with our good friend Ross Jackson, is that he's a player that across the whole season and, you know, in the long term, isn't necessarily going to be able to put on those performances that he did against Arsenal, and there were circumstances that led to that. So what do you make of the link? And, I mean, do you think we need to go for a right-back during this window? Look, if the game against London Forest didn't happen, do you think Spence would be in the 
even the 50, 50 options of Rabbits you could say. Would Arsenal fans even know who he is? <laughs> absolutely not. So it is a ridiculous link, I think, just because he's done well in one game. For example, if we play well against Norwich, uh, if someone from Norwich plays well against us, so you're going to suddenly be linked with him because he done well in one game. No, you don't do that. You don't sign a player because he does well against you. It's 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 very it's a childish link. It's childish in my opinion. Childish. Um, it is very childish <laughs> because that is it's ridiculous. So, and do we need a right back in this window? I don't think it's a necessity, but it is definitely definitely an option to uh, going forward in the summer. We absolutely need to address i think this window we've got too many issues in the midfield and the striker positions and we need to focus on that because right now we're not doing the greatest of jobs in in recruiting in those positions so even focusing on the right back would be a bit dodgy at the moment as, as chris said chambers did hold his own against liverpool so we do have some sort of cover there i don't think it's a necessity to strengthen in this window though uh, let's jump into the chat box and go through some of the questions. SH says, uh, any thoughts on Ekitike from Rem? Uh, sort of the wide forward role. I mean, I personally know nothing. Chris and Bailey, feel free to shake your heads or nod your heads if you know anything about Ekitike. No, it's looking like a no. So uh, I suggest if you want to know about French football, go over to Jeremy Smith on Twitter. He's helped us out with a lot of French football stuff. So definitely uh, it's worth giving him a tweet uh, at Jeremy Smith ninety eight. You'll be able to find him on Twitter. Uh, Anthony, speaking of French football, if you if we want Jonathan David from Lille, would you include Pepe to go back there to kind of get the deal done? I mean, Chris, it just fits so perfectly, doesn't it? I mean, why don't we just do a swap deal? <laughs> uh, if only things were sort of that straightforward and that easy um, in the in the transfer market. Eh? But um, well, I mean. I'm a big fan of Jonathan David. Um, watched him a, a bit this season. Uh, I've watched his his game against Leon. and uh, no, not not Leon. Uh, Marseille last night. Sorry, um, and he was a bit quiet, but still, I, I think he's he's a striker that would offer something different. He's got good technical abilities. Obviously, been in, on, on fire for Lille as well in front of goal. Uh, very pacey, quite strong. So. Um, definitely a striker that should be on our shortlist and it has been reported that he is on, on our shortlist as well, especially if we can't get a deal for Dusan Flyovic over the line. Um, I'd be surprised, obviously, if anything on that front moved um, at, a, at a pace this month, but um, certainly a player to keep a, a close eye on in the summer um, as we look to strengthen our forward line. And Well, Nicola Pepe, again, it's, I think his performance last night um, for Ivy Coast it summed it up for large parts of the game he he struggled and made a few uh, mistakes but then he pops up with a, a lovely goal so um, you know I think it, it highlights and it you know it sort of sort of covers his, his his performances as a player at Arsenal quite well you know he can be very hot and cold at times and that's my main concern with him I haven't got any concerns over his talent I think he's quite clearly he's quite clearly displayed his talent at Arsenal um, and even at Lille before the the, the big move. Um, but again, he's a player that relies on confidence as well uh, an awful lot of the time. And if he hasn't got that confidence, if he's not playing regularly, so the team as a whole aren't aren't playing well as well, then he's going to struggle. Um, and I think my my main concern is and my main my main annoyance with him is. You know, we know he's very talented. We just don't see it often enough. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, no. me, there's the frog in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, we don't see it often enough, obviously, but it, it, it's such a difficult situation because Arsenal know they're going to make a loss when they lose him. 
it's struggling to find kind of a, a suitor as well that's going to actually come in for him. We do, we barely hear of any kind of interest from any other clubs in, in Pepe. It's, I'm trying to think of the last club I remember being linked with him. I, I really struggle to. So it, whoever we lose him to eventually, when he does eventually move on, it's going to become a massive loss. And, and maybe it'll be beneficial for Arsenal to try and use Pepe in some kind of swap deal for someone. I'm not saying it has to be Jonathan David, but if they can use him in some way to be of a benefit in some kind of transfer deal, then maybe that'll be a benefit to us. Kevin says, I can't understand why Arsenal doesn't go for Bruno Gimelaish when Leon are seemingly so ready to do business this January. What I would say, Kevin, is that obviously we can only go off the reports that are banded around and there is no confirmation that Leon are definitely open to selling. Get French Football News reported that the deal that they would be willing to do is around 45 million euros, but it doesn't mean that it would definitely happen. It would just going based off of the, the reports that do come out. Um, Spaceman Trooper says, Bailey, what do you think the actual chance of us signing Vlaovic are now? I was dubious at first, but we keep getting more and more positive reports as the days go by. Really don't want to get my hopes up. I think it's similar to Gimarius, as you said. Leon hasn't hasn't confirmed anything. I don't think Fiorentina has confirmed off Flavich himself. I think it's all reports at the moment. I think doing a deal like this is so difficult to to complete in January. There's so many so many factors to it, and I think we will have to wait until the summer to get the deal done. I can't see as much as I want it to. I really can't see it happening in January personally. Yeah, I think that. It's a deal that I still sit on the fence about. I don't want to tell people to get their hopes up about because it's such a complicated one to to cross over the line, to get done, to agree everything, with the agent being as difficult as they are to agree with. My feeling is that Fiorentina would accept a bids that they deem acceptable and I feel like Arsenal are able to offer the money that they'd be willing to accept. The problem for Arsenal is that we just don't know whether or not a deal can be agreed with the player and the agent. Agent is proving the biggest issue in this, so... We'll have to wait and see if we can, you know, if we can sort something out. That is where we're going to wrap things up today. Thank you so much, everyone that has tuned in. As always, we do this show at 9:30 a.m. for 20 to 30 minutes every single morning, Monday to Friday. Do tune in for tomorrow's show. We'll have plenty more content coming to you throughout the week, including Mikel Arteta's pre-match press conference ahead of Liverpool. Should the game, of course, go ahead, I'd like to give my guests a massive thanks. Show them some love in the chat box, Bailey. Thank you so much, mate. As always. As always, thank you, guys. Thank you, Tom and Chris. Lovely stuff. Chris, pleasure as per, fella. Cheers, TC. Thank you, Bailey. And um, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. Have a great day. Absolutely. If you haven't done so already, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so too. We're on our way to 8,000. We're nearly at the halfway point between seven and eight. And I said that we're trying to hit the target of 8,000 by the end of the January window. Let's see if we can get there. Do help us out. And uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.